Readers Entertainment Radio presents Book Lights with your host, author Lisa Kessler. Book Lights, where we're shining a light on good books. It's Monday. Can you guys believe it? We're heading into April this week. I just can't believe how fast time rushes by. Anyway, it's also a release day for me, so Sedona Sacrifice is out there, Single Dad Werewolf. I hope everybody will go check that out. And I'm double excited today because on Book Lights, we have a writer friend of mine, and you guys know how much fun I have when it's somebody I know on the show. But today we have Ray Sean on, and she has a book coming out tomorrow. So anyway, we are all having book birthdays. Uh, but if you have not yeah. read Ray yet, you're in for a huge treat. And I'll read her bio here for you. Ray Sean began writing to see more characters like her doing the hard jobs that typically were seen by male characters. She is from California and tends to write romance, suspense, or mystery that occur in her home state. In her free time, she likes to binge watch reruns of Supernatural and really, who doesn't, right? Read books of all genres or watch anime. You can find out more and sign up for her newsletter on her website. I did put a link right there on the Blog Talk site. So if you're listening live or if you're listening later, you can click that link anytime and sign up for her newsletter. And without any further delay, are you there, Ray? I am, I am. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for coming on. Do you want to tell everybody about Calculated Reaction, the book that comes out tomorrow? Okay, yes. Um, Calculated Reaction is book two of my Reaction Chronicles series. Um, The series follows a journalist um, and her fiancé, who is a detective with LAPD. And um, in the second book, they are continuing their hunt of a serial killer who got away from them in the first book. So that's interesting. And how many books will there be in the series, do you know? It's a trilogy, so the next book, um, it'll be wrapped up. (laughs) We'll finally get to see who the killer is? Oh, no, we know in the first book, but they keep alluding. Oh, yeah. The law yeah, might so catch up to them by the third book. They're um they're an interesting character. It's a little twist. So <laughs> in the first book, uh, towards the end, you find out who the serial killer is, and um, it's kind of shocking. Like, oh, what? Okay. And in the second book, they're spending the whole time trying to catch them, but things um, happen that they weren't expecting, which kind of derails them going after them directly. And so what they have to do is kind of like fix one situation, which is directly tied to pursuing the serial killer again. And the serial killer is just sitting back laughing like, good luck. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And so the it's called the Reaction Chronicles. Do you want to do? Is that tied into the plot of the books? It sounds like they're constantly the the um, serial killer is making them react, right? Yes, it's a little bit of um, both. So the serial killer um, began without giving too much away. They began doing 
um, the killing for a reason. It was a reaction to something that happened. And okay. the way the journalist um, catches on to the, the murders is because of a reaction to something that happened in her life. And the main characters um, are the journalist and the serial killer, her husband or her fiancé turned husband in the second book, because they get married. <laughs> um, he's more of a secondary character, but he does move the plot along enough that he is, like, you can consider him a third main character. It's like, you would think the serial killer is the antagonist, but no, they are a main character themselves on, it's like that anti-hero situation. <laughs> okay. So it's like, Everything is right. I'm great. I'm doing what's perfect. Are you? Are you really? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, they always say the villain is the hero of his own story. They always believe in why they're, you know, why they're doing what they're doing. <laughs> mhm. Absolutely. And this serial killer definitely thinks that way. And what I love about um, the serial killer I created is that while you're reading it, you're thinking one way about them. And then as the story progresses, you're like, oh, uh uh-uh, never mind. I changed my mind. (laughs) (laughs) That's very cool. A a constant twist and turn. You never know what's going to come out of the serial killer's mouth. (laughs) Well, and it sounds like they evolve as the story goes, which is always fun, too. Definitely. Is Um, it it kind of Dexter-like? I mean, everybody likes Dexter because you end up liking the serial killer, but is it kind of along those lines? It kind of is, actually. Um, It was sort of Dexter-inspired because I watched Dexter religiously. (laughs) Oh, nice. Okay. Um, And, like, watching Dexter, I was like, you know what? Okay, I get it. Like, sympathy for the the killer because of the very things they went through and you want to root for them. You don't want them to get caught. But mine will definitely get caught because they are a little um, like they're not they're not Dexter. Dexter was doing it for the right reasons. <laughs> they think they're doing it for the right reasons, but they are not doing it for the right reasons at all. And it might have started out that way, but um, it, it progressively shift gears and you're just like okay so I see where you began and I get it I'm rooting for you that's great but then it's just like wait what are you doing (laughs) yes and when um when you were writing this book the the second book calculated reaction it was there a moment in that book what was your biggest surprise when you were writing that because even even if you're a plotter sometimes the books or the characters surprise you do you remember what your biggest surprise was in this one oh that's a good question let me think on that um (laughs) oh you know okay so i as i i i plot I don't really plot or, like, I'm kind of, I don't know, I call myself a, a skeleton writer. I write out the, the basic bones of what I want to do, and it's not exactly a full plot, but it's not really pantsing it either because it hits all the major points and a few of the smaller ones that I want to do. And then once I right. go back and start over the first um, draft, I then add all the veins and all the muscles and the connective tissues and everything. I know that sounds so weird, but obviously as a serial killer, I have to think that way, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, it totally makes like, sense. As I was, 
great. So after I did that first draft and I started going back and adding all the layers to it, um, there was this, this particular scene where um, the journalist was kind of like she was sitting on the floor in her um, living room really distraught about something that she realized uh, was connected to something the serial killer did. And she's just bawling her eyes out eating ice cream. <laughs> and her fiance comes home and he just, you know, comes and sits down behind her. And it's just this really cute tender moment. And then the phone rings and the serial killer is calling her. And she's just like, are you kidding me right now? And I didn't expect <laughs> to write that scene. And it was just this really, t- like, shift of, like, in- in- intense, ah, I can't say words, <laughs> intense emotion where she was just like, I am so distraught. I'm so upset. I don't know what I'm going to do. What, how do. How did I get into this situation? How do I fix it? And then, like, the phone rings, and she's just like, you. <laughs> <laughs> and all the sadness dissipates, and she's just like, fury like this ball of anger and her fiance well he's her husband at at that point he gets up and walks away like yeah no I'm gonna go take care of what I need to do over here while you take care of that phone call because I'm not getting burned (laughs) (laughs) oh good plan yeah I love the surprises that's always what keeps me you know, writing, that's my favorite part of writing is when there's a big surprise that I didn't see coming because then it's almost like, you know, we're taking dictation and, and writing this stuff down. It's really a neat moment for for me anyway. Do you enjoy that? Or do you yeah. go, no, why are I you agree. disobeying? <laughs> oh, I love it because I will have this whole plan of like, I want the story to end like this. I want these things to happen in the middle. These are my guaranteed bones. I'm like, you can't have a, you know, you need your kneecaps so you can walk like kind of situation. And they'll be like, well, I don't want those kneecaps. I want those kneecaps. And I'm like, but that's not what I signed up for. (laughs) That wasn't what I had planned on my skeleton plan. change it up a little bit. And I'm like, okay, well, let's go with it. Where are we going? You're taking me on a ride now. So where are we going? (laughs) Right. I love that. So um, for people who haven't read you yet, you've written contemporary romance and romantic suspense. Um, Are there any other genres that you're dying to write? Oh, um, I, I have this plan for a paranormal romance bubbling in the back of my brain but what um, what <laughs> i yes, love paranormal I, romance i had no idea <laughs> <laughs> you're shocked right <laughs> i am like in complete and utter shock like i what you love paranormal <laughs> what what <laughs> No, um, actually, you kind of inspired some of the, the ideas that I wrote down, like, oh, I could probably do this one day. I, I want to write a vampire. Everybody has a vampire. I think that is literally something that came out of your mouth at one point. Everybody has a vampire novel in Everybody them. Everybody has and a vampire like, book in them. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna write this down because one day maybe I'll write a vampire. And then, I like, I had a couple other ideas, um, too. So I, I have, like, a bubbling in the back of my, like, sitting on my brain stem, just tip, tip, tapping um, a couple different paranormal ideas. But I feel like it's out of my wheelhouse, so I really have to not have anything on my plate before I dive into that. 
so I can really right. make sure that it comes out well because nobody wants to read a poorly, especially like paranormal or sci-fi or fantasy, anything like right. that. Like nobody wants to read a poorly built um, book. Like you need to know your if it's a monster, you need to know your monster. If it's magic, you need to know your magic. Even though you can add your own um, spin to it, you just need to have the basics. And reading something and writing it is completely different. <laughs> Very <So>. true. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. Uh, I consume a lot so, of paranormal books. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that in the calculated reaction that's coming out, we have a journalist. How much of you is in that that heroine, do you think? She, a, a good portion of her um, is like my mindset when it comes to the journalism side of it, not her behaviors um, outside of her work, but definitely like her work ethic and having like really wanting to get the story out for a particular reason for those that don't know in my regular life um, when I'm not doing (laughs) my authoring, I am a journalist. So um, it was really easy to write her because I could inject what – I feel like a journalist is instead of like how sometimes they're portrayed in um, fiction writing, like, oh, well, the journalist did this, so it made it really hard, or they put this story out, so now we're having this struggle. And I'm like, but that's, you're not getting both sides, and that's not really fair. So you kind of get to see the motivations why. Um, and I feel like I'm not, I'm not, um, what, what is the, the best saying that? Um, I can think of for when someone's talking about a journalist is kind of like they they dig through the muck and they put it out there making people look bad. And it's like, mm, but you were doing it. So I'm not digging through right. the muck to make you look bad. <laughs> I'm just bringing it to light. <laughs> right. There wouldn't be any really muck if you hadn't done it. <laughs> yeah, like it wouldn't be out here for me to pull up and dust off and show the world. And that's really like what she likes. Like that's her, her purpose. So she – is a crime reporter. Um, she she goes to all the press conferences when something happens, hit and runs, gang shootings, um, mayoral uh, stuff that is related to police uh, involvement where they're, like, getting more funds. Anything crime-related, she's there, and that's what she does. So she's very about getting the information out because she experienced something when she was younger and couldn't stop it and couldn't bring justice and she's like I don't want anybody to experience what I went through when I was a kid so I want to like make sure that these people have voices even if they're dead or their family has closure or whatever so when the situation in the first book happens she um she's very so driven to figuring out um exactly what's going on because in the first book it's not really clear if there's a serial killer and she figures out she puts it together not the police which also pisses off because you know law enforcement and journalists don't really get along which is why I love having her fiance be a (laughs) detective (laughs) Detective. (laughs) Um, there's some tension in that first book because she figures some things out and she's like look I need to put this out there and he's telling her don't do it and she's like hmm and they, you know, there's a whole blow up and she puts it out there anyway. And she's like, I warned you. <laughs> <laughs> and in the second book, they're more, co- they're more um, a cohesive, like, 
put together pair where it's like, all right, look, I know that you're going to do something, so just let me know so I can be prepared for it. And um, I, I put a lot of me into that because it's just like you don't want to hurt the, your friends and family and your loved ones because of something that you need to do career-wise, but not doing it might harm more people, so at least talking to them. And um, that's my mindset, and I gave that to her, even though she's a little more um, gung-ho, and I'm just going to jump right in. You're just going to have to deal with it. Like, that's her. (laughs) So maybe (laughs) back to the question, I'd say probably like 70, 75% of me is in her character, but then there's that other 25% that weighs way more. (laughs) Her her drama (laughs) attitude is not you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh yeah. So, um, when whenever I've taught writing classes, anybody who comes in who's a journalist always has a really hard time at first writing fiction because they have to turn off the journalist part of your brain that's going, "Is that true? Can I verify it?" You know, all that. Did you <laughs> struggle with that at the beginning of writing fiction? Did you have to remind yourself, "I'm God. I can make this happen." Oh, it was a little bit of both because I started writing um, poetry when I was a teenager and then in high, well, like, I guess middle school, going into high school years, I wrote poetry and then toward the middle of high school, I was um, in a journalism class, so my brain switched and then in college, I went back to fiction writing, (laughs) but I didn't put my first book out until last year, so um at at the point of last year, I had literally been in my journalism career. I graduated in 2018, and um, I had started, you know, I had been in my program for three years. I had started working at a newspaper, and I was all fiction, ba- I mean, fact-based. Ooh, that, no, not fiction-based. Fact-based. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't get them mixed up. Everything was verified, right? Not right now. Don't mix them up. Um, everything was, like, literally. <laughs> Like, this is not me saying it. This is a fact. This is what happened. This is Here's the person who told me the information. Here's the report. Like, that's where my brain was. And then when I decided to start writing because of various situations that were happening, I because I had already built um, a story, I kind of went back and was looking at that. I was like, oh, right, I don't have to talk in a particular type of way because this is not, it's still me telling a story, but I don't have to like go, well, like this is the fact, this is the fact, this is the fact. No, it's more so like, here's this great story. Let me tell you what happened. <laughs> right, so right. It wasn't too hard for me to turn it off because of that, thankfully, because I had been going back and forth between the two worlds. Yes, you had been ambidextrous already. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so what was your writing – I mean, you sort of just touched on that, but your readers always want to know what the writing journey looked like to getting that first book published. So, But you sound like you started writing early, right? Did you have to – how did you finish your first book? Oh, okay. Well, here, let me tell you a quick version of that. <laughs> quick version of it. Of so, the crazy journey. Um, <laughs> It was a little crazy. So I, I had, um, I had, I started into my career in journalism and situations ensued and I ended up like stepping back for a moment to take care of things in my personal life. And during that time I got injured um, and I was about a year and a half so later. So I was kind of in a situation where I'm like, I couldn't go back to work because it was a leg injury. 
I wasn't in school. I was kind of just sitting at home in this, like, bubble on the couch looking like a little potato. And because I'm brown, that is even funnier. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, you know, sitting there, I was just watching a lot of TV, and I had started reading books again because I hadn't really got off reading for a while to focus, quote, unquote, on my career and building it up to read. So. Um, I had started reading again, and I was binge-watching TV, trying to keep myself in high spirits because of my injury. And my first book I wrote is in a different series, but I literally just sat in front of my computer for hours every single day for three weeks, and I wrote a 75,000-word book in, like, 20 days. Wow. You were inspired. Yeah, it it was just, it was really my coping mechanism to keep myself from, like, falling into a potential depression, and I felt it, and I didn't want to be in that dark place because, you know, no one wants to be in a depression, and you try to find things to lift your spirits, and writing really did that. I realized how much I I loved writing, no matter if it was a fact-based article to spread information to, you know, people about various different things, or a fiction-based novel that can bring joy or information as well because you can sprinkle different things of truth into your books that are just like, oh, you know, I didn't even think about that. But it's also in an entertaining way where you get to read this story that may or may not be something that can happen in reality. And that's kind of what I did. Like my books are kind of based on things that could really happen, but you also get to learn and um, about various different situations that are happening in the world on, on a regular basis. So there are serial killers out there who think they can get away with murder because of whatever reason. (laughs) Right. And, you know, you get the struggles of, like, you get familial struggles, you get spousal struggles, you get internal struggles, you get people going back into your life, their their minds and thinking, like, oh, wow, I see why I'm acting this way. I see why I went down this path. And then you get, you know, some sexy times. (laughs) (laughs) So... I like I was able to mold all that together um, because of like my brain being like I don't want to be in this depression. I want to be able to create a story that's going to make me happy, and if it makes me happy, I know that it'll make someone else happy too. Oh, I love that! And you were saying that you you went through a big reading spurt, and obviously that inspired you. Who are your go-to? Um, your go-to authors where you're like, I know if I read this book, I'm going to be so inspired that I'm going to get back to the keyboard. You know, there's always somebody that you read that you're just like, oh, I want to write. I need to go right now. So who inspires you? It's kind of all over the board, honestly. You know, there's the traditionally published huge big authors like James Patterson and Stephen King and Nora Roberts, but then there's the indie publisher, uh, published authors or the hybrid published authors like yourself because I read your books and I'm like, I love the way she built this. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, <there's Ryan. laughs> <laughs> there's just there's so many people. Kay Sterling, you know, a lot of people that you had on recently, I read because we're all in that same group together and we kind of get to see each other go through the process. Um, but I, at my go-to, go-to authors, um, yeah, right now I'm reading a lot of, funny enough, uh, Ian Fleming because I'm working on developing a <laughs> um, assassin series, so it's kind of like spy related in a way. But okay. I also You're um, some discovered, 
Yes, I'm into like the third or fourth book in the series, and it's totally not the way the movies were made, so that's interesting. But I recently <laughs> discovered this author named Karen Rose, and she has this. Um, she's a romantic suspense author, yeah, and she has this fantastic. series where she's great. She's I love her, and I yeah. I, start, I started reading You Belong to Me, her first book in one of her series. Um, I can't recall the name of the series, but I love it. I love the way she builds the two characters up and how she is able to, com- you know, combine the romance and the suspense, especially because I want to make sure that I'm doing it in a way where it's not too heavy on suspense, too heavy on romance. And um, I'm really excited about that. And so I'm just kind of all over the board with it, honestly. I also do a lot of nonfiction reading, so, like, a lot of, like, political stuff, because obviously journalism. <laughs> right, right. Some day job, yes. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever read, um, have you ever read Tammy Hogue? She writes some amazing romantic suspense, too. She's one of my I haven't, but I'm going to write her down right now. Yeah, <laughs> put her on your list. Tammy Hogue, I think it's H-O-A-G-E is her last name, but she's really fantastic, really cool. Um, and she writes a lot of serial killers, too. So you'll probably, <laughs> you'll probably go, hey. <laughs> yeah, so, I definitely plan on doing another serial killer in the future. So I'm definitely down to, to read some more. <laughs> Yes. So I that leads us right to what's next. What are what are you working on next? Okay. So <laughs> um I know you have a I, lot of I, things going all at the same time. <laughs> I do. Um I have for this year I have um I'm starting two new series and finishing out two series. So they're kind of replacing each other. Um mm-hmm. once uh in the summer I'm gonna have my sports romance series starting up and it follows um five football player brothers who were kind of adopted and all live together and their sister um who plays beach volleyball and you kind of get to see each of them fall in love and go through struggles within the sport and help each other grow and it's really cute and adorable and i'm really excited to write that one because i love football (laughs) oh nice yay Um, and I think that'll be great. Um, the end of the uh, Reaction Chronicles will be toward the end of the year. I also have a series where it's like big city, small world, where it feels like a small town, but they're in the city of San Francisco, so it's really not. <laughs> but everybody <laughs> keeps running into each other, and everyone's interconnected, and you're just like, what? How do these people? And so it's really adorable, and it has a couple more books coming and it'll end toward the uh, middle of the year almost end of the year and at the very end I hinted to it earlier I'm going to be starting an assassin series which will be following uh, lady hitmen basically hit women um, and they are going to be the deconstructing a organization that um, lied to them and they are hell-bent on getting rid of them because they are not doing things the proper way. And they didn't like what they – when they found out what was really going on, they were like, mm-mm, this is not okay. I'm putting it into <laughs> it. So there's six of them, and that will be fun too. Nice. So you have a lot of things cooking. I do, I do. I'm really excited. <laughs> and and before we run out of time, I wanted to – um, have you tell everybody you have a new podcast going too, right? And that focuses I, on women as well. You want to tell everybody about it? 
I do, I do. So um, under my real name, which I'm fine with, um, I, I do a podcast that highlights Oh, I didn't women. mean to out you. Um, <laughs> oh, no, 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 you're fine, because I kind of promote Okay, good. Both, so. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, good. Um, I, do, I do a podcast. It's called The Love Chronicles. Um, my name is Randy Love, so if you're just curious, like, why The Love Chronicles? So it's highlighting women. It's, it's women empowerment. It's um showing women love and it's highlighting women doing different things across the the, the genres uh, or the, the industries. Um, I've spoken to people creating candles and photographers. I've talked to people who have their own vegan food lines who are creating ebooks. I've talked to, um, I'm, I have a teacher on the deck. I talked to a, a mental health professional. So it's just kind of highlighting women and talk, showing what the different things you can do in your life and how you can get into it and why they got into it and the importance. And just we have discussions about race. We have discussions about success and what you see as self-care and all these different things. And I think it's important because women don't always have that connection that they desire and they, they need. And um, that's what I aim to do with it, to kind of show that you have these opportunities there. And then I have an IG live under my, on my um, author name, and I talk to romance authors about how they got their start. And it's the same thing, but it focuses more on romance. Like, how did you get your start? Why are you here? Why are we doing this? Give me some fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and how can people listen to The Love Chronicles? Um, where do they find your podcast? Are you everywhere? The, the Love Chronicles is everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google uh, Podcasts. Pocket Cast, all the different platforms. You just type in the Love Chronicles and it'll be there and you can listen in. There's five episodes currently, four episodes. Perfect. Four episodes. Perfect. And, and guys, she's fantastic. I listened to the first episode and I was like, wow. So everyone go check out the, <laughs> the Love Chronicles podcast. And we're running out of time, but how should readers get in touch with you? Where can they find you? Um, so you can find me on the socials in uh, tic- not TikTok. Wow, that's funny. <laughs> Twitter or Instagram <laughs> is Rayshawn Stories, um, or my website loverayshawn.com. Great, everybody, go check her out. Her books are fantastic, and the new one will be out tomorrow. Calculated Reaction. And thanks so much for Yay. being here. Thanks so much <laughs> for having me. Thanks for joining us on Book Lights. Be sure to connect with us at www.readersentertainment.com for articles, blogs, videos, and podcasts that matter to readers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.